Awesome. Welcome to the Redonculus Podcast, episode three. This is the podcast where when life gets tough, we get redonculous. Uh, today, we're, you guys are hanging out with me, Jeff, and James and Annie. What's up, guys? What's up? Hello, guys. Uh, today, um, Annie and I went to um, her friend's baby shower. And that yeah. was that was really, really fun. I didn't know what to expect going in. I had a really, really good time. I'm not sure if it's because I'm just kind of like at that moment in my life, you know, where I'm a dad and then there are kids and then I'm just like, oh, you know, playing with the kids, <laughs> talking to the parents. But I don't know. Maybe it just means that I'm getting old. What do you guys think? Oh, man, you're a full-blown dad now. <laughs> I just think yeah. that's more relatable because they all have the kids and they're married. Oh, man. So, that's so true. What do you guys do there? Talk about kids? <laughs> uh, we <laughs> eat. Yeah, we're, uh, pretty we... much, we're pretty much eating, yeah. We okay. eat, we catch up. The setting was inside a um, restaurant in Brooklyn. Um, okay. Called so... the Trad Room. Trad Room, right? I I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's the Trad Room, and it was really nice inside the interior. Really I was surprised cool. because they rented out, I think, from my understanding, they rented out the whole restaurant. So we had yeah, the restaurant three hours. for wow. three hours. Plus, uh, they had games where there was this funny game where uh, there's pictures of, like, uh, women, uh, women's faces. And you have okay. to guess if they're, they're loving or laboring. Meaning, are they giving birth <laughs> or are they having sex? And I kid you not, some of the pictures look like they they come straight out of a porno. And then I'm thinking, I'm thinking to myself, am I being a pervert here, or is this, you know, are they giving birth? <laughs> well, some of them look like they were sneezing. Yeah, and then one of them I actually got right. I was just like, no. She's having sex. And then uh, when we got the answers, I was just like, damn, I am a pervert. <laughs> <laughs> Serious hypotheticals. This segment is a play on words where we source a crazy, ridiculous, hypothetical scenario and discuss it seriously. And today's topic is, would you rather travel for the rest of your life only staying in one place for three months or never leave your home state again. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's that's something. <laughs> that's a crazy question. But yeah, it's I like really it. <laughs> interesting. Um, okay, so let's set some parameters before we start talking about it. So for this, are you allowed to revisit uh, place that you've gone before. Um, James, I, I don't think so. Only okay, staying in so... one place. Yeah. Wow. So there's no home base. Right. Yeah. I think that's the idea. So. Wow. So you're a fugitive. You're on the run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is prison. This is prison break. <laughs> but it's real life. <laughs> yeah. Three months Three and months. then you're gonna get caught. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like maybe my answer with uh, 
Annie will be different on this one. I actually would choose to uh, go from place to place, not living more than three months. I think it'll be fun. It'll be a hassle. But listen, after you move the, fir- the third, fourth, fifth time, I think you're used to it. And then right. you, know, you don't really lay down roots. I think I like that. And I- I've been wanting to travel more and more. That's my take. Mm. Um, yeah. You know what? I might surprise you. <laughs> just surprise because, me. Just because, remember, when I was uh, maybe, it was probably like two years ago, I would probably say, stay in one place. Okay. Um, but now I feel like if you're constantly traveling, it's kind of sucks in a way. I mean, it. you can't see your family as often, but maybe they can meet you at certain places and certain destinations instead. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But it's also exhausting, right? Traveling yeah. every few months. It is. Yeah. Man, I'm a little conflicted now. <laughs> what do you think, James? Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think traveling for, you know, staying in only one place for three months and traveling the world does sound good, but only concern I have is like, let's say if you have kids, then it's going to be hard for the kid because they can't really make friends now Um, you bring up a very interesting point okay so i want to ask you james yeah are you when you answer when you're answering this question are you thinking for present you like right now james on right now or are you attempting to answer this question for future james on um yeah so it's it's for future it's for future, <laughs> I, you know, kind of like, all right, so how do I want my lifestyle to be in the future? Like, you know, do I want to settle down, have kids, and then, or do I just want to, you know, travel with my significant other if I get one, when I get one? <laughs> Okay. Just travel with them and explore the world, you know. So I, uh, so I, I don't know. I have mixed feelings for this. All right, like, James. Time's up. What do you choose? <laughs> you got to choose right now. Yeah, I think I would travel though. I mean, with okay. kids. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Okay, so that's that's pretty interesting. So all three of us voted one way. I just want to uh-huh. make a point though, because. I can see myself currently we're living in the state of New York and okay. even though I've been living here for the past 30 years now, there are still parts of New York that I've never been, you know, yeah. maybe like some places upstate New York or even some places like today, you know, in the afternoon, Annie and I were in Brooklyn. I've never been to that part of Brooklyn before. So what I was trying to say is that, you know, being stuck in the same state, never leaving the state. I don't think it's as bad as we initially thought. It's just not not as 
glamorous or not as exciting as traveling every three months. It, it's not as adventurous. It's not as sexy. But for me, it's kind of like comparing, hey, do you want to go all in on a risky business adventure that can net you a huge return? Or would you just invest in like, you know, the, the index index fund and then it's not sexy, but it'll, it'll, get, to, it'll get you going where you need to go. Um, if you were to stay in New York, I, I think it's more, you can have more than a lifetime of experiences and memories in New York Yeah, and you, you won't need to go out, you know, and, and going back to James's point, you can raise a family and, you know, they, they'll have roots, they'll have friends, they can grow up and be just as boring as you are for staying in the same state. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not true. too bad. Just not as, not as sexy. Yeah, I mean, I saw I saw a YouTube video on uh, people living on it's called like a nomad lifestyle. So basically, they would live with their backpack and just travel the world and do their business online and make money like that. And I found that pretty interesting. And this hypothetical kind of reminded me of like the nomad lifestyle and wow. or uh, living in the RV the RV oh yeah RVs like a nomad too I guess James we were just talking about the other day the the YouTuber the girl that blew up recently because uh, she posted videos about van life do you remember that oh yeah she got like yeah millions of views right yeah and RV life is trending right now on YouTube there are there are more than uh, a handful of YouTube channels out there talking about RV and van life. I can see the appeal in that just because I don't think a lot of young people want to pay rent and just like moving around, it's exciting and you save a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. But you're going to raise a kid out of a van. Well, not when you're young, maybe. I mean, not when you're older. Right. Well, I could see it being really fun when you're young. Like, let's say you're in your That's 20s true. and just mm-hmm. traveling and living in an RV. It's too, too late for us. Yeah. This is the last hurrah. I have, what, three months left to live in a van before I officially get out of my 20s. Uh, no, I mean, you're in your 20s, but you're not. Yeah, you have a kid. I'm in my 20s, but it's one foot in, one foot out. Oh, man. Human experience. This next segment is where we share a wacky story or experience of what happened to us this week and share what we learned from it. Um. So what I'm sharing is what we just said before I turned 30 on the 12th and uh, Jeff took me out he wanted to surprise me Um, originally he wanted to travel but I said no because I killed his dreams I said (laughs) (laughs) why you gotta say that (laughs) you dream killer you dream murderer I killed your dreams temporarily just for now (laughs) 
because you still haven't told me like where you would have taken me so it could happen again right okay <laughs> right uh, yeah, we'll see we'll see maybe when you turn 40 oh wow. okay. <laughs> well yeah the reason is why is because i'm pumping and nicholas is still little so i might wait a bit for that um so anyways we um we went to Manhattan and we went to downtown, the Wall Street area, and uh, we had a really fun time. We went to the Oculus just to browse around because we had extra time. Um, we were going to go watch a movie, but we missed it. We were late. Um, but at the Oculus, they had a pop-up. It was called The Void, and it was a immersive reality experience so virtual reality for star wars Ooh. yeah how is was... it so jeff went and asked like uh... <laughs> <laughs> he was like i'm gonna go look at this while you shop i was like All right. <laughs> and then he said it was 40 dollars per person it's pretty expensive, but um, I thought it was worth it. What do you think, Jeff? So I was like, wow, this sounds very interesting. I've never tried it before. We're there. Like Annie said, we already missed the movie. Uh, let's go. Nice. And we went to go check it out. They suit you up. You have a backpack and um, a goggle visor. And I think that's anywhere between 15 and 20 pounds. The backpack? So it, was a, it's a little... it was 20 pounds. The and... backpack? the the gear like the helmet and then wow yeah okay so it, it was pretty like heavy but it was i don't know it kept you on the ground so it was cool and then they give you a mission so you have to complete the mission and basically they're telling you you're a stormtrooper under the sky <laughs> and uh yeah, you just head out, and then you're on a mission to find something. I don't really want to... Don't give too much away. Don't give too oh, much okay. away. Sorry. We want to get sponsored. You know? It was very cool, because you can actually feel, like, the cold, the heat, the smoke, and the surround sound, and it makes it feel real. There was a segment. I'm not going to say who and what, but there was the enemy, and then that person was slowly coming closer and closer. Yeah, that was a little scary. I, 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 I felt my anxiety level go up. <laughs> I was like, please, no. <laughs> Don't come any closer. Um, yeah, so it was fun. It was a good experience. Um, would I pay 40 again? Uh, maybe. But I honestly think that it would be a good experience if the the graphics were a lot better, technology-wise. Yeah, it was longer, right? If it was longer, and I think maybe like twenty five bucks, thirty bucks will be good. Yeah. I think forty is is still a little bit overpriced, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, agreed. Wow, that's pretty cool. Have you have you done anything with VR before, James? Um, I've done it with a with a phone, with a Samsung phone, where oh boy, you, you kind <laughs> of put it like a, <laughs> you put on you put the phone into like a goggle. And then you put the goggle um, on your face over your eyes. And... Oh, I think I've seen those before. Yes, yeah. yes. And then the phone <laughs> becomes your screen, I guess you can say. And then I was uh, 
walking around with uh, dinosaurs. So is it in a? It's not in a place though, right? They don't have you in a room. No, no, no. This was just uh, one of my customers just showing me about VR through I through a Samsung phone, and yo. Isn't it kind of dangerous if you're just free walking though? Um. Yeah, I guess you could say that. <laughs> what if you walked onto the the street or something? Yeah, that's pretty dangerous. But I wasn't walking too much. I was uh, exploring, you know, the dinosaurs and <laughs> the trees and the wildlife. That sounds like kind of bad for your eyes because your phone is so close to your eyes. Yeah, it, it was very close. <laughs> What was the what was the experience like for you? What did you think? And also, um, was there a point behind it, or is just kind of like VR? You experience uh, something that's not real. Um, no, there was no point behind it. It was just it was just the experience looking at dinosaurs. And <laughs> yeah, I agree with what you said. The graphics could be better, uh, much better. And, but, but it did feel pretty real. I mean, real in the sense that you're actually there with the sound and all that. So, Mm -hmm. so I can't, I can't imagine how, you know, 20 pounds of gear would feel like. That must have been pretty cool. And heavy. (laughs) Pretty cool. Yeah, Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Good experience overall. Oh. So after that, we went to go eat um, Laos food. Um, Laos food. What's Laos yeah. food? Um, overpriced. <laughs> yeah, it was overpriced. So what drew me in when I was googling restaurants was that uh, this Laos food. Um, Annie and I have never tried it. I've never tried Laos food, so I said, "Wow, this is interesting." And the description for the Laos food was like, "This is not Thai food." And then I said, oh, wow, I get to try something different tonight. I ended up getting like a, a Pat CU for dinner. <laughs> and afterwards, um, the surprise was Air Ancient Bath. Air Ancient Bathhouse. I think we're yeah. saying it wrong. I think it's Ancient Air Baths. Oh, I'm, I'm just... I'm just reading the postcard that they gave us. (laughs) (laughs) So you're right. My bad. (laughs) Yeah, it's right in front of me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Again, my bad. Uh, But I really enjoyed it. Um, It was very relaxing. Um, Everything was dim and there was different uh, bathtubs I would say or bath pools um there was like light music there was a sauna and the bath was like hot and cold to like um improve circulation when we walked in I was like this looks so familiar as soon as I walked in to the changing room I said this looks familiar it really did uh hit me when I walked out of the changing room and I said whoa this looks like that scene from the John Wick, the, the first movie. And the funny thing is, afterwards, when I Googled it, it was from freaking the John Wick movie. That was crazy. Oh, that's pretty cool. 
Yeah, so it, it was a great it was a great experience. Yeah, uh, and they also served a uh, fancy juice that was really delicious. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if their juice is uh, in house made, but I don't think so. No, it it was just very good though. Yeah, I think it was called Waterflower. If you hear this, sponsor us. <laughs> I would like to yeah. drink more of it. I I really want to talk to you guys about finding your passion um, and compare that to, you know, working a regular job or owning your own business or following your passion. What do you guys think about that? Mm, that's a thing that we struggle with every day. Yeah, it's not easy to keep the passion in what you do. Mm-hmm. Kind of like dwindles down and yeah, you have to reignite the passion every once in a while, but very difficult to do, in my opinion. How do you feel about, because we talked about this before, and also in regards to even your own business, James, you work at a dry cleaners, it's your own business, and you said um, when you first started, you know, you were very, very passionate about it. You want to learn everything there is to learn about dry cleaning. And then you even went to a couple of uh, dry cleaning conventions. Um, and then we kind of compared that to uh, you being in a honeymoon phase, you know, when you first start off and it's exciting. What do you think about yeah. that? Um, yeah, definitely. I would definitely say, you know, in the beginning, the honeymoon phase and you're excited to learn about everything. But at a certain point, I guess when you kind of do it every day it kind of gets dull in a way mm-hmm. you kind of like you capped out on what you can learn what you learn and you kind of know know the gist of everything and so you're saying it loses magical quality right like that feeling where you and it feels exciting right yes um, <clears throat> I think, I think a way to keep that, you know, honeymoon phase would probably be to keep growing and keep building and keep getting bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I think that helps with, you know, your the passion and being excited about it. That is good advice. Actually, I feel like I could relate. Set goals. Yeah. Right. Setting goals. Yeah. I think I could relate because, um, well, I said in the first episode that I work in the fashion industry. So in college, this was my passion, fashion, for sure. Like, I wanted to grow. I wanted to learn, learn, learn. And I wanted to do internships, um, which is what I did. And now 10 years into the fashion industry, I see all the pitfalls and the downfalls. And um it does get a little dull it is exciting um but i feel like life has more to it than just designing clothes (laughs) (laughs) so i now have um i just i think i'm passionate about other things so this is what i this is my two cents this is what i want to say 
Uh, the other day I was watching um, a magician on America's Got Talent. The guy's name is Eric Chen, C-H-I-E-N. And this guy's a phenomenal magician. He's so good. But there was actually a part that he visibly messed up. And this is on live television, man. Like He messed up. And yeah, he tried his best to roll with it. But what I'm saying is like, you know that magic is not real. Okay, maybe the little kid in you wants to believe in magic, but as adults, we know magic is not real. Sorry, guys, who are still believing magic is real, but magic is magic Darn. is not real. We all, we, we all know that. But the thing is, when we when we invest and we watch someone perform a trick or a magic trick, you want to be entertained. You want to fall for that illusion. You want to believe. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it's kind of an illusion, but you, you want to see the illusion. So when I see him, a, a professional magician, mess up that trick, you know, I got a little bit angry because I'm just like, damn, you're supposed to show me this illusion. But, you know, you messed up. And in a way, I can relate that to to working a job, you know, going into a job like what you just said, Annie, you know, you go into a job it's so exciting because they show you the smoke in the mirrors. Right. But then when you actually get into it and you're doing it, you look behind the curtains, corporate environment, there's also politics, you know? Yes. Um, it, it just sucks. It's not as glamorous as you thought it was. And that's why I relate it to watching a magic trick. I have a great job, but at the end of the day, you know, I still want to create and work on my passion project, which is, so. you know, for example, this podcast, which was, I guess it was a dream of mine for a while. And even for us to be doing this right now, it's a little bit surreal. And I'm just so ecstatic. I'm so happy that it's it's actually a thing now. It still kind of blows my mind, even though we're only three episodes in. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah this is big i mean you know you made your first video after we got back from bali what was that like a month ago a month ago yeah maybe a yeah. little bit more yeah and and then now beginning of august yeah beginning of august oh wow yeah taking the first step is probably the hardest part which is great that we're starting it and doing it actually Story time with Jeff. So uh, <laughs> this uh, today's story that I'm going to share with you guys is something 30 years in the making. And when I found this out, it blew my mind. Okay. So let me give you guys a little bit of a context. My dad uh, has five siblings. So he is the oldest son, but he has three sisters and two brothers, uh, two sisters that are older, one younger, and then both his brothers are younger than him. So I have a total of three, four, five, five uncles slash aunts. So, you know, just run running by really, really quickly. My first aunt, the eldest one is, I in Chinese, I call her Da Gugu, which means eldest aunt and then the second one would be Li Go which because my last name is Li L-E-E -E, I would just call her Li Go you know as respect 
uh, go just means like aunt in Taiwanese. And then the third, the third oldest would be my dad. The fourth one would be my uncle, the first sibling, of, the first brother of my dad. And I'll call him Li Jia because my last name is Li, L-E-E. -E. So Jia just means uncle. And then after that, you know, uh, we also have Xiao Gu. I already said Go, which means aunt. And Xiao just means small, meaning she is the youngest aunt. That's why I call her Xiao Gu. And then the, the youngest of my dad's siblings is my uncle, and he's kind of gangster. So I don't call him Susu or uncle or anything. I just call him Uncle Lee. So for the past 30 years, this is how I referred to my dad's siblings. You know, out of respect, I have Da Gugu, Lee Go, I have my dad, I have Lee Jia, and then I have Xiao Gu, and then I have Uncle Lee. So these are the six people I grew up with the past 30 years, all right? And that's, that's how right. I've been calling them. So, it would, you know, imagine my surprise. We have a family barbecue once a year. So last month, uh, we went to the family barbecue and, you know, my family, of course, they speak Chinese and my family is from Taiwan. So they also speak uh, the dialect Taiwanese. And... Imagine my surprise when they're talking in Taiwanese and then this blew my mind. I found out for the longest time, you know, I call my aunts and my uncles, you know, Li Go, Li Jia, and Uncle Li because of our last name Li, right? But what I found out was that it is not Li Go and Li Jia. It's actually Yi Go and Yi <laughs> Jia. And what that means <laughs> in Taiwanese it's second aunt and second uncle. <laughs> wow. So, <laughs> for 30 years, I was under the impression that I called them Uncle Lee, Aunt Lee, and then Uncle Lee again, <laughs> but in English. And I was just so surprised. I found out that I was wrong for the past 30 years. <laughs> And I, I was wrong for the past nine years since I know you. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, so thank for the past, for, thank you for misleading me. <laughs> so it's funny when I introduced Annie to my aunt and uncle. I'm like, hey, this is Lee Go, and this is Lee Cha. <laughs> yeah, the funniest I thing thought it was Lee. The funniest thing is that when I told my sister. And my mom, the story, they were just like, there's no way. There's no way that you did not know. And they were just as shock shocked as I was. I couldn't believe it. I'm still, I still cannot believe it right now. So I don't know, just, guys. They were just like, this noob. <laughs> That's 30 years. My whole life being alive, you think and then you know something. And then just in a blink of an eye, everything changed, dude. It's like it's like that magic trick, you know. You you see the illusion all your life, and now you you're you're awake. It's like being in the matrix, <laughs> dude. In a way, I'm like Neo. You have the blue uh, pill. I'm I'm the one. It just, it just took you thirty years. It took me thirty years to become the one. Okay, I never watched the. <laughs>
What? Wow. You never watched Matrix wow. before? No, I think wow. I fell asleep. Wow. And I, I thought I live under a rock. Oh, oh. shit. <laughs> Oh man! This is is the first time I ever heard James able to culture shame another person. He's always the one that's being culture shamed. I actually called him Patrick the Star from SpongeBob SquarePants because I said he lives under a rock, and he did not know who Patrick was. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know you were referring to that, Patrick. All right, I did. I did. I did watch SpongeBob when I was little. So you didn't know Patrick. Yeah. The star. At least I know who Patrick. Is. Well, we know what we gotta do, James. You gotta watch a little bit more SpongeBob SquarePants, <laughs> and Annie, you gotta watch The Matrix. All right, guys. Uh, let's sign off. And uh, from here to you guys, this is. The Redonculus Podcast. Please share this with anybody uh, that you know that might like this kind of content or uh, anybody who just listens to podcasts. Please hit the like and subscribe button, except if not a YouTube video. We are also going to be doing a very, very special Turks and Caicos episode there too so uh, please sure you check that out uh, in December <laughs>